Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. Thanks for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of the day on Wednesday. I've moved these um, live streams to 4.30. It's just easy for all of us to relax, express information, and share information when the trading day is over. But my day hasn't ended. Still surrounded by screens. The phone might ring. Bear with me. You get a live look into what I do all, all day long. All right, today we're going to talk about the top five steps that I need to see to start putting money back to work in the stock market, okay? Um, So we're going to get to that. I want to do some housekeeping and discuss our gold positions, what they're doing this week, why they're working, and what we're looking for. So let's jump right into this. It's called the ARMA report, A-R-M-R report, algorithmic risk management. This is all about managing risk first, capturing upside second. I call it quantum mental investing. It's where we take computer algorithms, which is the quantitative execution part, and we marry it with a fundamental foundation of research, and that's the information edge that I'm sharing with you. I wanted to say today, guys, thank you so much for being here. You guys are really helping me. I've become a much better manager of my own capital and capital for investors I work with through our interactive brokers relationship over the last year or so that I've been doing this. You guys keep me honest. You guys keep me focused. I couldn't do it without you. So as a shout out for you guys, thanks for being here. Um, I did create for you all a new website, right? It's thearmorreport.com. If you don't know it, armrreport.com. You can subscribe right down here. Take a peek. I just set it up for you in the description part of the YouTube video. If you enjoy what we talk about today, it always helps me. If you give me a thumbs up, I would appreciate it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. Um, I wanted to um, start by addressing the Armour Risk Monitor, okay? So for those of you who are new, we have proprietary algorithms written for the volatility of each of the top seven indexes. I call them the Magnificent Seven. They drive all of our risk decisions. The primaries are the Triple Qs, the NASDAQ 100, right? The S&P 500, the Dow, and the Small Cap Index. These are all ETFs that we literally trade or we invest in using these algorithms. So it's SPY, QQQ, DIA, and IWM. The miners, or I shouldn't say that because we're going to talk about gold mining in a minute. The smaller indexes that we follow that help us, the momentum index, MTUM, the value index, VLUE, 
and the IBD50, FFTY, which are usually disruptive growth stocks. So on the 24th of February, we all know this, right? All of those algorithms told us go to 100% cash. That was the first day of the market crash. The Armour Risk Monitor has not changed from that day, the 24th of February. It's been on a red, no ad, be cautious, protect capital signal. Now, for Armour Insiders, guys who are subscribers, who are, have joined me on our Slack uh, app where we chat throughout the day and I let you know what trades I'm making and whether or not I'm adding something to the portfolio that I, of course, will update at the end of every day for Armour Insiders. You can go to the website and see the Armour portfolios, the price we add a stock, what the stop losses are we're using, <clears throat> and then when we exit the position. But when you see me in there periodically trading, you might think to yourself, why are you doing that if the Armour Risk Monitor tells you to be 100% cash? You're absolutely right. For a conservative account, there's no reason to buy stocks. There hasn't been a reason since the 24th of February. Okay? But we manage conservative, balanced, and aggressive portfolios. Everybody's different. Depending on what you call conservative might be different from what I call conservative. Okay? So if you are strictly conservative, I don't want to put money to work until I see the whites of their eyes, then you're not putting money to work. And you're waiting for that risk monitor to say, now's the time to step up. And it hasn't done that. And it hasn't changed. So no surprise. So in our other portfolios where we put some money to work, and by the way, we're not talking about precious metals. We're not talking about the mining stocks. Those are a whole different breed of cat. We're going to get to that in a minute. The Armour Risk Monitor, monitoring those big indexes, is about buying equities X gold and silver. Because they, they just, um, they're, a, they're just, a, just a whole different story, and we're going to get to metals in a minute. So let's focus on the other parts of, of the equity market, okay? So in our other portfolios, if we're aggressive, my own personal capital, I'm going to try some things, right? I'm going to see some opportunities. I might give it a shot. Position size is key right now. When the risk monitor is red and you want to go take a shot in the market, whatever your average position size is, you're taking less of a position. Why do we do this? Well, number one, the risk monitor says you shouldn't be playing at all. But number two, Volatility is enormous right now. If you put the same position on, your risk is, in some cases, three or four times what it used to be. So the only way to deal with that responsibly and protect capital is to change your position size. Okay? And I noted that on the Armour portfolios. When we take some positions, I'm telling you, this is a small position. This is even smaller. Okay? So that nothing that happens today when the market implodes has a major impact on our portfolio. Okay? Just want to make sure you guys understand that. Now, um, so what happened today? 
right? We do have the index only armor portfolio. It's 100% managed by the algorithms, okay? It just executes. There's seven indexes. Portfolio divides itself into seven positions. If one or two or three of those index algorithms gives us a risk on opportunity, we put money to work, but we need all seven to give us a risk on opportunity in a 48 hour window to change the risk monitor. Okay. So what we had, I think it was last week, we had the Q's, the momentum index and the IBD 50 tell us, Hey, you might be able to want to get long here. So in that index only algorithmic portfolio, it gets along those three indexes. All right. Then what happened was the assets went up enough to trigger what we call a raised stop. So we raise our stop. Today, cratered through the raised stop, we're out of all of our positions by the end of the day, right? So we cut positions at 2.30, and we finish off cutting the position at 3.30. And that's just an algorithm that runs. So it's back to 100% cash now. So when I'm looking at my portfolios that I'm managing, and I have individual stocks in the portfolios, and I know that that algorithm just got wiped out of positions 100% cash again, I go out there and look at every position, and I start cutting anything that's not working, anything that's close to a stop. The idea being I want as much cash as possible in my hands to buy stocks again on the retest, the inevitable retest that everybody's telling you about on CNBC. Let me tell you something about that retest. Okay. All these people talking about it on CNBC. Nobody knows anything about where the market's going to retest. Jeffrey Gunlock, God love him. I think he's brilliant. He doesn't know either, right? He's telling us today, market's going to take out the lows. I bet he'd be the first to tell you. He's just, you, you've asked him for an opinion. He's given his opinion. He doesn't know. And he won't be married to that if things change. And the market's above the lows of March, and he decides to put money to work. You won't ever know that. He won't tell you until it's already over. He's already put money to work, right? And I love him, though. I think he's great. And this time around, who knows? Maybe it will take out the lows. But what I try to do is avoid predicting what's going to happen. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And the reason I avoid it, it's deadly. It's deadly particularly when you make a prediction and you're right. Oh, then you just think you're brilliant, right? Then you fall in love with yourself and all your predictions. And you can't react when the market goes a direction other than what you thought because your ego gets in the way. No, no, it has to make a new low. It's got to go below the low of March. I won't buy anything unless it does that because I know it's going to make a new low. And then you wake up three and six months later and you missed a massive move higher in the market because things changed. You had static analysis and it requires dynamic analysis in order to really make money in the market. And believe me, Jeff Gunlock knows that. But I mean, people are always asking his opinion, so he gives it. All right. So I'm going to get to the, the, the top five things that have to happen for me to put money to work. I don't care where the money's trading when that, ha where the market's trading when that happens. It could be at a new low. 
It could be at a higher low. Market could be down 50% from here. I don't know. But when these five things happen, you could be sure I'll be putting money to work. All right? I'm going to get to that in a minute. Let's just touch on um, precious metals update. Okay? Gold and silver. We've been on this from the start. Anybody following me, certainly the insiders, you guys know this. I told you all that the beginning of this week, really the end of last week into Monday, Tuesday this week, would be the time that gold would go down if it wanted to. Why? Because when the futures roll every month, it puts pressure on price. It's not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee. It doesn't always happen. But more often than not, the last three or four days of the month, when the futures are rolling, it puts pressure on the price. So what happens? It doesn't even mean that GLD has to go down a lot. What happens a lot of the time is that the gold mining stocks get whacked in the last couple of days of the month. I don't know why. There's some algorithms out there that are constantly trading one against the other, right? They trade the, the ETFs of the miners against, you know, the, the, the price of gold. Okay? It's like clockwork. So we expected, we particularly, particularly if you've had a big run in front of the last couple days of the month. Okay? So if you're already down big on the mining stocks that month, maybe they don't sell off. But if you're up big on the mining stocks into the last three or four days of the month, you can expect selling pressure. We got it. So then what I said was, okay, if that's the reason they're going down, we should start to get strength the end of the day Tuesday into Wednesday today. And then where are we by the end of the week? So today was a beautiful day, right? Newmont was up over 2%. Um, GDX was up 3 of uh, 4%. GDXJ up 4%. So it's, the, the stocks are behaving just the way they should be. They had a rip higher. They sold off for a couple of days. Hey, maybe you get stopped out on a name. It happens, right? Some stocks sell off a little bit harder, so you get stopped out. Not the end of the world. Follow the stock closely. You might be back in a week from now, a day from now. It depends how it trades, okay? Always follow your stops. Don't let these rules or these these anecdotal pieces of information get in the way of following the stop, taking yourself out, taking a break, taking a look, you can always step back in, okay? But these stocks are performing just how we expected. And now the question is, how do they end the week? And if we go out of the week on the highs, then we know we've got the bit in our teeth on this one, okay? Real quick, people asking me about Sprott Physical Gold. Hey, it was down 2.5% or something today with gold uh, up on the day. You know, what's happening? What's wrong? There's nothing happening or wrong. Okay, these stocks trade around their net asset value. I could have said to you yesterday when gold was down 3% or that, was it yesterday? I think it was, or the day before. These days just, you know, meld into each other. I can't even remember, you know, sometimes what year we're in right now. But anyway... Um, when it was down 3%, Sprott Physical Gold, might, I think it was flat that day or down a quarter or something. See, so it doesn't, these physical gold and silver trusts don't trade in lockstep with futures. If you want something that, that trades exactly like futures or as close to possible, you're going to get GLD. 
right? It goes up and down with the futures, like just like that. But what we're looking for in these investments, the spot investments, is a little more peace of mind. The shares that we own, if we own them long term, thank you to the person who pointed this out, we can get delivery of the gold bars if we want. Now, I don't want the delivery of the bars, but I'm just saying there's value in that. When the bull market, when these stocks are running, when gold's running, if you saw like last week, there was a premium in all of these ETFs. Um, not ETFs, but you know these Sprott physical funds. They went from discounts to premiums. Okay? You know, so today the premium came back down. Now it's at a slight discount. It's not a surprise. It's just the way these things trade. These aren't trading vehicles. We own them for investment purposes. Okay? One strategy I employ, quite frankly, is to hold these physical funds. And if I want to reduce my exposure, I short GDX or SLV to hedge. But then I get to hold these stocks for a long period of time. First of all, I have long-term capital gains when I finally sell them. And second of all, if I ever wanted to, I could get delivery of bars. Did I, did I go too quick on that? Do you hear what I said? Did you get it? You don't have to disturb your PHYS and PSLV positions and the CEF positions. You can use GLD and SLV to hedge when you need to. Maybe that's a master class. If you're an armor insider and you want to understand what I just said in a little more detail, you guys have the right to call me one-on-one whenever you want. It's part of the privilege of being a, an armor subscriber. Okay? So please use it. All right. So let's move on to um, the five steps that I'm looking for now. So here we are, the, the much-anticipated retest of the March lows. We don't know where the retest is going to end, so we don't want to start making predictions that get in the way of managing money. Our job is to read and react. Read and react. That's it. Not predict and then act smugly when we're right and then, you know, put our tail between our legs when we're wrong. That's not the job. Okay? So what do we need to see? On the retest, I don't care if it's a higher low, a lower low, an exactly perfect double bottom. I don't care what it is. What I want to see is the bond market make a higher low. This is the single most important point of what I've been saying for weeks now. Corporate investment grade bonds need to stabilize. The Fed said they're going to be in there buying bonds to stabilize that market. The market's down big today, and make no mistake about it, it was led by LQD. LQD is down 1.2% right now. It was down all day. The equity market doesn't like to see the corporate bond market going down when the Fed's in there supposedly supporting it. Now, it was down a lot less, which is great. So that's what we're looking for. Let's have equities go test the lows in some way. And have bonds, they can go down a little bit, but let's make sure that the Fed's howitzer is keeping bonds in a more steady, tighter range because they're out there supporting the market. That's step one. Sell off in equities, higher low in bonds, tighter trading range in bonds, 
proving to everybody and all the market players that there is support in that that sector of of financing um, uh, that's working. So we can trust what the Fed's doing is working. All right, that's step one. So watch that closely. Quite frankly, I'd be shocked and disturbed if the corporate bond market can't make higher lows. That would be very disturbing, okay? That would tell you that all the things the Fed's doing, they still can't keep the market up. I mean, that's like an Armageddon scenario, so let's don't even talk about it, okay? If it happens, we'll, we'll, we'll have a therapy session. Um, okay. I'm looking for COVID. It's the second thing now. I'm looking for COVID-19. Oh, it's the third thing. The first thing is the retest. Second thing is bonds make a higher low. Third thing is some type of COVID positive news. Ideally, it will be a treatment that works. But it could also be information that starts to come out that we can all trust that we've that we've peaked. The worst times are behind us and things are starting to get better. Because that will allow market participants to start to look into the future and value companies again. If we can get comfortable that we know the pandemic is coming to an end, at some point in there, money managers are going to flood the stock market with cash. I mean, there's so much cash on the side and there's nowhere to put it. People are dying to buy dividend payers. God knows I am. But how can I buy a dividend payer when I don't know if someone's going to announce that they're cutting the dividend? I just saw a story go across the tape that Vail Mountain Resorts, I think it just said they suspended their dividend for a couple of quarters because they don't know, they don't think they're going to get it. I wish I could see that story right now. Somebody will find it and tell me, tell me what it was. But we'll see it when we get offline and take a look. So there's a real estate investment trust, Vail Mountain Resorts, suspends the dividend. I think it's, they said for two quarters. This is why you can't buy dividend stocks right now. Because what looks good, like, oh, my God, look at that yield. But then what if that company takes government support and help and they take money from the government? Then they can't pay a dividend for a year after paying the government back. And I still can't find out whether or not that applies to preferred dividend, preferred stock. Somebody's got a beat on that. Let me know. Can you even own preferred stocks? I don't know. All right. So that's step number three. Let's get a COVID treatment of some kind or some proof that all this staying indoors and and getting cabin happy is actually helping. The fourth piece of the puzzle, and it's not in this order, guys. It could be in any order of these five things. But the fourth piece, probably the number one piece for me, is the armor risk monitor. It's kept us out of the entire crash. So when it tells us risk on, you better believe I'm putting money to work. Okay? And then, of course, the fifth step is to work now on knowing what stocks you want to buy when the time is right. You do not want to be scrambling when you have to start buying stocks. You want to build your plan early, know what you want to go after, watch how those stocks trade. So there's two things I'm doing. I'm building a list of disruptive growth stocks. 
Forget about dividends for right now. I want the, the disruptive growth stocks, the guys that are going to make money no matter what happens in the COVID environment. Okay, if you're an Armour Insider, you can go on to the website. You can check out the Armour whiteboard. I'm top, top of the whiteboard. And I keep changing it, guys, because I keep thinking. And I keep refining and I keep trying to figure out what are the stocks that I want. I don't want a list that's a mile long. I want five or ten of the best names. So I'm looking for disruptive growth that's working no matter what happens with COVID. And I want uh, one way to help me with this is to watch the relative strength. If you guys remember a couple months ago, I did these videos and spoke to you about the ABCD for danger on the small cap index. And it helped us get out of the market on the 24th of February because it showed while the small caps made new highs in price, there's a lower high in relative strength. That negative divergence was very dangerous. And of course, it proved to be highly, highly accurate. Okay. So the reverse is true. If the market's cratering and stocks are going down and the relative strength of a stock you like is breaking out to new highs, that goes to the top of your list. It's really showing you that there's institutional support behind that stock. Okay. So those are my thoughts for today. Let's get to the Q&A. Um, I don't know if that's a question, Erez. You're talking about a lot of volume in the after hours on canopy growth. You all know I have a, a soft spot for cannabis. Canopy growth is my favorite Canadian name because it's simply their balance sheet uh, and the new management team. Um, I still don't own the stocks yet, though. So I'm waiting. I'm watching. All right. My opinion on Tech Monkey. My opinion on I... AU, okay, let me take a look at those stocks for you. All right. Oh, yeah, IAU, Gold Trust. Yeah, yeah. Um, the iShares Gold Trust, right? It's almost six of one, half a dozen of another, right? GLD, IAU, they're in the same category. Sprott Physical Gold Trust are completely different, okay? They're... The Sprott Gold Trusts are more of a long-term investment where I feel the gold bars are behind the asset outside of the banking system in a vault and make me feel very comfortable. But more importantly, if we ever get into a wicked bull market in gold, I think there'll be a lot of value in that and you'll see those go to a premium. Okay. But there's nothing wrong with that stock, IAU. Um, whether that was SIVR, is that what you said? Uh, Aberdeen Silver Silver Shares. Uh, I'd have to do some more research on Aberdeen Silver Shares, physical silver. I don't know. You know, I'll have to go look at that one. So, you know, I've got the ones that I like. I happen to – the reason I focus on Sprott is that I really um, respect Eric Sprott, the man. Okay? He's a bit of a legend in the mining industry. And so I, I respect him and I trust – I trust as much as you could trust somebody. I trust that management. Okay? But um, nothing wrong with that. Okay, Brett. Um, I bought AMRN. Okay, let me see. AMRN. Let's take a look. Corp. Okay. AMRN. Okay. AMRN. I don't have any thoughts for you on that, my friend. Not a stock I follow. So I can go take a peek for you, but I. I don't know it. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, indexes and COVID-19, you know, investments. I mean, I'm building my own COVID-19 list. I think that's smart. I mean, one of the stocks on our list is Regeneron. The stock was up today, right? So, you know, we own that. The stock's going higher. It's imploding. So that's impressive. You know, but then again, that also plays into the relative strength that I'm talking about. Put together a COVID list, but don't just buy any of them. You got to find the ones where the relative strength's breaking out because that'll tell you where the institutions are putting money. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Uh, Ken Zing, you're buying dividend stocks right now. I, you know, I hear what you're saying, and it makes sense if you buy the right things. But be careful, okay? Be careful that you're not buying a huge dividend that you think is there that then really isn't there, okay? So just be safe. Mad about politics for dummy. You're mad about missing Boeing. Don't be mad about missing Boeing. You're going to get other opportunities. Look, the whole point of a whiteboard for me is not to fall in love or get married to one idea, okay? Who cares if you miss Boeing? Find the next one that's going to go up and make money. You see what I'm saying? If you fall in love with a particular name, it'll drive you crazy, and it makes it very hard to invest or trade it correctly. So develop a bullpen of your favorite names, and then find the ones that set up right, put the capital to work. She's just going to talk the whole time. Um, all right, let's see. ATHX. It's a huge move. I don't know it. I'll have to look into it. Well done, guys, if you own it. Okay, you're asking me, Blake, if there's a um, relationship between mining and sprout bullion stocks does one follow the other um i don't know about necessarily sprout but i will say that um typically the mining stocks will lead the metal and so you just saw this happen this past week last week the mining stocks broke down before gold broke down in monday tuesday of, of this week so the gold stocks ran up today while gold was down on the day, and then gold reversed and closed higher. So it's not always like that. You can't really build a trading strategy that, where it works every time. But, you know, it certainly seems like a lot of the times, if you see, you know, the stocks make a big move it, in either direction, it can, lead, it can lead the metal for sure. Okay, is there an ETF for the whole healthcare group or COVID med group? Aiming finally to a solution. I don't know. I have to look for a COVID ETF. You know, my favorite place to go to research ETFs is ETF.com. Okay. And then you can just put in the search bar what you're looking for, and it'll tell you if there's any, you know, ETF out there. Then you can drill down and see what stocks are held inside the ETF. There are definitely ETFs of pharmaceutical companies. That's for sure. And so you might be able to just do that. You know, there might be some biotech pharmaceutical ETFs that cover all of the big names. I'm sure there are. Um, Mr. Grow, thoughts on Grow, Grow, Grow Generation. Their stores are actually staying open all through. Look, I, Mr. Mr. Grow it, okay? I can't really talk about Grow Generation on a, on a YouTube stream. It's a small cap stock. I manage a lot of capital, and I don't want to ever 
appear as if I'm driving the stock price up. Okay. So I don't really have a comment on that. Okay. I said all that. Okay. And I'm not telling you guys what to do. I don't know you. So I couldn't possibly tell you what stocks to buy, but I was on that conference call with earnings a couple days ago from grow generation. And I just love that story. Okay. Full disclosure. I don't own it right now. I don't own it right now. Okay. But I love that story. So I think you're on to something there. AOBC, AOBC, American Outdoor. All right, I have to do some work on that. I have to do some work on that. What is that, a gun company? <laughs> is that a guns and ammunition company? Probably a good idea. Um, do you think the fact that Russia is stopping to buy gold is bad for the next weeks for the gold price? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we'll ever really know what Russia's doing or any other country for that matter. Quite frankly, I wouldn't put it past a, a country like Russia or any other country to say we're not buying gold right now and they're out there buying it like crazy somewhere else trying to put the price down. Honestly, that kind of information doesn't help me at all because I don't really know if it's true. Um, all right. Uh, Uh, preferred ETFs is PFF. How about T for a dividend, dividend reduction? Um, preferred ETF is PP, PFF. Yeah, I mean, look, I questioned about PFF. It's probably, it's probably a great opportunity, PFF. But the, but the problem I've got is I don't know if companies inside there take assistance from the government and then can't pay their dividends on the preferreds. And I guess that's why... PFF is down so dramatically with every other asset, you know, but if we ever figure that out, that might be a great way to put some money to work for dividends. Um, AT&T. I mean, I, I, AT&T and CenturyLink are at the top of my list when it comes to dividends um, that I, that I really liked before COVID, you know, caused such havoc. Both of those companies look in an interest rate environment where interest rates are imploding. It's okay to carry a lot of debt. These companies are refinancing like crazy and reducing their debt load. It's beautiful. So, you know, if we can ever get a bead on how long COVID is going to last, if it turns out to be just a, a month or two instead of six to 12 months, AT&T is a steal down here. But the reason it's down here is none of us can figure that out right now. So on the whiteboard, right, watch closely. Those five steps I gave you, one of those steps – that we're looking for is a treatment, a cure, proof that COVID is crested and we can start projecting when the economy starts turning around again. And that's when we go out there and hit something like AT&T. If they haven't taken government assistance and their business is, is probably great right now, right? So, all right, uh, what do you think about APT? So, uh, I, don't, I don't know uh, APT. Um, I don't really have an interest in something that sells uh, N95 masks. That's not, that's like a short term narrative to me. And I don't, I don't think those trades last very long. Not that you can't make money in them. You might be able to get in and get out on a great announcement or something, but I'm trying to find investments. And in a market like this, it's opportunity cost of money. I only have so much money. So what do I want to do with it? 
I want to buy the best names that I can hold the longest that give me the greatest amount of return. So I ask you, do you think APT is that name? Do you think over the next one to two to three to five years, you're going to hold that stock and make a fortune? Or is that the kind of stock where you could trade for a day or two, a week or two? But boy, what a, what a waste of money from an opportunity cost of money when you could have bought something else, you know, some other disruptive growth stock that you like that turns into a, you know, a major market leader. That's what we all should be focusing on, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, FYI, Rob, thanks very much. Yeah, XLV is the healthcare, okay? Great, and uh, XBI is the biomedical. So those are two perfect ETFs you can start with. Go to ETF.com, put in those symbols, scroll down, you'll see every stock they own, and you can see if it covers the COVID names. Blake, uh, should the buying or selling of shares by an insider of a company affect how you decide to invest? That's a great question. A lot of people like to say it, it does. I like to say that insider selling means nothing to me, okay? Other than the fact of like a new issue when the lockup is over, it means that a lot of new shares are going to come on the market, so the price probably goes down. That happens a lot with new issues. Six to nine to 12 months after they go public, there could be a lockup agreement that ends, and it's like a secondary, a whole bunch of shares hit the market. So you have to be aware of that. But for a mature company, and you read a headline, the CEO sold X, you know, people sell stocks for all kinds of reasons. I mean, you know, um, there was a time that, you know, Bill Gates was selling off shares of Microsoft. If you, if you decided not to buy the stock because of that, you would have missed a massive up move in Microsoft. I mean, but... There's only one reason a CEO buys a stock, and that's because he feels confident in his business. So I care more about insider buying than I do selling. You have no idea what they're selling for. Who knows? They could have a divorce and they're forced to sell. It's like a waste to me. It's just to me. But the buying's different. That guy's buying for uh, only one reason. He thinks he's going to make money on his investment, his own company. I like that. Um, Can such sales of purchases ever be used as a reliable indicator? Well, good. I just answered the question. They sell. Okay. All right. I'll take a look. If you think APT is something for me to look at, I'll look at it. I, and I appreciate, I appreciate your help in this regard. If you think that's important, I'm going to take a look. So maybe it's protective gear and maybe it's something that we're all going to need a lot more of over the next X amount of years. And so if that's your story, then let's take a look. I'll, I'll do some work on that. All right, guys, listen, let's wrap it up for the night. I appreciate your time with me. If you've enjoyed it, don't forget the thumbs up, okay? And I'll see you all again on Saturday at 1130. So the new schedule is 430 Monday and Wednesday and still Saturdays at 1130. Okay, guys, you have a good night. Um, Stephen, last thing before I go, I don't know Ameren, so I'm not sure I, I mentioned that. I don't, I don't know that stock. I'll have to go look at it again, but who knows? You know, I mean, it's been a long day and I'm getting tired. All right. You guys take care of yourselves. Thanks for being here.